Good day and welcome to Partake and back to our series, Scriptural Delights. Here is our 14th podcast of the series, going through the wonder that is Psalm 119. Today we look at the 12th of its 22 letters, Ahmed, and it's verses 89 to 96, and it's read by Sandy. Yahweh, your word is settled in heaven forever. Your faithfulness is to all generations. You have established the earth and its remains. Your laws remain to this day, for all things serve you. Unless your law have been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for with them you have revived me. I am yours, save me. For I have sought your precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me. I will consider your statutes. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your commands are boundless. Thanks for reading, Sandy. From languishing in the pit of despair in the previous section, the psalmist here starts with a bang. Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Wow! While in the pit, he was being tossed and turned like a small boat on a stormy sea. And now he is focused on a steady rock. God's word, God's law. It is ordered, steadfast, secure and timeless. There is no chaos. In his times of trouble, the psalmist turns his attentions from himself and his troubles to something much more certain and sure. The Lord and the Lord's promises, judgments, orders, decrees, laws and statutes. God's promises are so certain, assured and secure that the psalmist places his whole hope in them. Secure in the psalmist's mind and heart is the very knowledge that God will rescue him just as he has promised to. He goes on in the next verse to continue this wow factor. The psalmist knows that God's faithfulness is unchangeable, timeless and persevering. Look here at the correlation between God's word and God's work. Just as he is faithful throughout time to all generations. So he created the whole world at a single command, and it too endures. Just as the earth endures, having been established by God's powerful word, so too do God's laws endure with precision. God's word sustains all of creation, and all things made are to serve Almighty God. For the psalmist this signifies that serving God means to obey God and live a life of worthy service to God. The psalmist learns to obey by studying what God has instructed and learning from the lessons of the past through his ancestors and ancient Israel. This same word preserves the psalmist. It is his utter delight. It is his succor, help, and the source of pure joy. Cogitating upon and remembering God's word and law 
is his way of being sustained. For without it, the psalmist would be dust at the bottom of the pit, extinguished, lifeless, maligned and afflicted. The psalmist David lifts his mind to heaven and sees the consistency and constancy of God's dwelling place. There is his only hope, and that hope was found in God alone through God's word, because unlike him, God is not perishable. He reflects on how God's truths, precepts and instructions have been a source of comfort, joy and encouragement to him to keep on going, to keep enduring and persevering. Without them, he would have just given up and let his persecutors malign him even further. And because of this hope, the psalmist reaches out to God to save him because he knows that only God can rescue him. The psalmist reaches out to God through God's own precepts, law and word. The psalmist's salvation can only come from God and he acknowledges that God is the only hope as discovered through God's teachings and through the knowledge of how God handled the psalmist's ancestors in ancient Israel. And while his persecutors wait for him, laying traps to ensnare and take his life, the psalmist is taking comfort through what he knows about God through the word. He ponders them, recalls them, brings to mind the promises made by God and the righteous laws given so that he can live a right life for God, a life of obedience. David doesn't worry about what mere humans and animals can do to him. No, David gets stuck into getting to know God better and strengthening his relationship with God. That is what matters to him being close to God, studying God, and becoming closer to God through pondering God's words and God's decrees. And then finally the psalmist concludes that all is meaningless and limited apart from God and God's utterances, God's word, God's commandments, and laws bring freedom and hope. And while all things visible have a degree of perfection, they are also only temporary unstable and narrow. Through the trials of life, the only hope that sustained this psalmist was God's ways and God's word. Its perfection is its glory. By acknowledging that he falls far short of God's holiness and glory, does he continue in the knowledge that his salvation can only come from God and that God alone can rescue him. It's not his own perfection he seeks as a means to being rescued, but rather to God's perfection, not through his own strength, but through almighty God's strength to save. How are you doing and what do you do when the trials of life hit you with a bang? Do you go into your shell and take pity on yourself? Do you think God doesn't care about you and your situation? It's all very well saying you are on God's side when things are going well. But life here on earth just isn't like that. That is not reality. Reality is that God wants to help you. He has promised to help you, promised to sustain you, and promised to be in relationship with you. Are you worrying and burdened? Then tell God about them and cast your burdens upon Jesus, and let him take the load. I promise you, his shoulders can bear you.
Are you serving God and God's people and yet feeling weak? Pray and ask God to empower you with the Holy Spirit so that you can do things using His inexhaustible energy and indefatigable power. Where does your help come from? It comes from God alone and from pondering what He has said in the Bible, helping to build your relationship with Him. Thank you.